Hi, and welcome to the Midlife Feast, the podcast for women who are hungry for more in this season of life. I'm your host, Dr. Jen Salib Huber. Come to my table, listen and learn from me, trusted guest experts in women's health, and interviews with women just like you. Each episode brings to the table juicy conversations designed to help you feast on midlife. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the last episode of 2021. I can't even believe it. And this episode is also the end of our first season, which has been amazing. Um, And I've got lots of amazing guests to bring to the Midlife Feast for season two, which will be coming out in uh, February, early March. But first, we're going to tackle resolutions. And there's a reason why I have left the talk about resolutions until this time of year. Uh, Keep listening and uh, make sure to find out about my non-diet resolution challenge, which I do every year. But first, let's talk about resolutions. What are they? Why do we make them? And why does it feel like they never work? I call resolutions Mondays that are just pretending to be fancy because they really are just another promise that's kind of based on a line in the sand that isn't going to turn out any differently than any other promise, commitment, change that is based around this idea of restriction and change that isn't supported by a process. So here we are, we're edging closer to the end of the year and everyone is starting to think about resolutions, making them, it's certainly coming up all over social media. So why do we make them? And is there anything that we can do differently that will make them more successful? I think that there's a lot of reasons why we make New Year's resolutions. And tradition is a big part of it. I think that the New Year, New You campaigns that are always in full swing at this time of year, you know, asking someone about whether they've made a resolution or not has become small talk. Like we ask people about the weather. Oh, it's the end of the year. It's January. Are you doing resolutions this year? And I think for a lot of us, it's also hard to resist a really good deal. And lots of gyms and programs, especially diet programs, will have special January pricing. But they really are just another way for for many of us to convince ourselves or to give ourselves permission to let ourselves relax and enjoy the treats and festivities of the season. And then, you know, because we know that come January, we're going to be tightening the reins and we're going to start all over again. And that means that they're just like any other Monday. So you're going to spend December in perpetual last meal mentality, meaning that you're trying to store up as much satisfaction as you can and trying to mentally prepare yourself for January 1st by getting all the things out of the house. But the thing about satisfaction is that it can't be stored. It's really an in the moment kind of thing. And I talk about this a lot because the diet culture, diet mentality convinces us that we can get all the satisfaction and pleasure we need from a cheat meal or a cheat day or the holidays because we're starting in January. But we can't. We can't store satisfaction. So think about going on a vacation 
You can be on vacation for a week, two weeks, even a month, but you can't store up enough relaxation and enjoyment to last you all year round. You can remember what it felt like, but you can't draw from it and have it kind of be with you in those moments when you're back to work or back to real life. And we know that like dieting, the stats around resolutions are great. And they really actually should be enough to convince us not to do them. Like diets, 80% fail by February. And so that kind of begs the question, why do we keep making these promises to ourselves that history has proven time and time again aren't going to work? I think it really comes down to the belief that we should keep trying to make these changes, especially if we or others around us perceive our bodies to be flawed in any way. So I often talk about these three undieting dilemmas that keep us stuck in the diet cycle, even when our lived experience and in our heart of hearts know that starting a diet isn't going to work. The first undieting dilemma is that we believe that our weight should be a certain number. We've been convinced that the scale or BMI or whatever is determining where our bodies should be. The second is that we believe that we're in control of that number and we believe that food and exercise are major determinants of if we get there and how we stay there. So we believe we should be a certain size or weight and we believe that we have to control food and exercise to get there. And then the third undying dilemma is that we also believe that our health is tied to that number. So these three beliefs these undieting dilemmas keep us coming back for more, even though intuitively we know that they're not working, that it's not working for us. It's not working for the people around us, but we don't know what else to do because we really believe that we should keep trying. And until we unpack those beliefs, it isn't going to be easy or even feel possible to do something different. So, you know, res making resolutions to lose weight, give up sugar, go to the gym every morning at five really do seem obvious and like the thing that we should be doing. But then when it starts to feel hard and unrewarding and starts to just not feel right, whether that's in a few days or a few weeks, it's all going to come crashing to an end and you're going to end up in that same cycle of screw it, this isn't working, I'll try again on Monday. So what is the alternative? How do we harness that desire for change without playing into the typical resolution pitfalls? Because we can desire change, we can know that there's something that's not working and respond to that in a way that is different than starting a diet, pursuing intentional weight loss, or trying to constantly manage that calorie in or calorie out equation. And that is what my January is all about. I want to challenge your change and I want to help you have a resolution revolution. So to make a non-diet resolution, you have to do a few things differently. So the first thing is that we have to ditch the all or nothing mentality. Regardless of what you decide to do, give yourself some grace and some flexibility and don't expect per perfection. Nothing has to be 100% to still be worthwhile. If you make a resolution that you want to add in more plant-based protein, great. That doesn't mean you have to be a vegetarian. 
And if you go the first two weeks of January without having a single bite of tofu, that's still fine. It doesn't mean that you failed or that you have to start over. Be curious about the process as well as the outcome. So I talk about this a lot in my group programs because diet culture has really conditioned us to focus on the goal and getting to the goal and the outcome. And that is how you measure success. But if what you're doing to get to the goal doesn't feel good, doesn't work for your life, makes it hard, makes it feel like you're constantly having to respond and change and shift, that's where the learning is. That's the process that what you're doing isn't working. So just be curious about that process and really try and shift your mindset away from numbers and make how you feel the priority. I use the expression trying things on. So does trying on these changes feel good? Are you more comfortable in your body? Are you more confident? Are you smiling more often? Are you sleeping better? Are you enjoying your food more? All of these things aren't tangible in that we can't slot them into a box or give them a numerical value. But this is where the change happens when you start to change how you feel. So if you're wondering how you can start to learn about making non-diet resolutions, I'm really excited that you're here because every year I do some kind of non-diet resolution challenge. This is the fourth year. Last year, it was all about habit change and so kind of leading people through the idea of how to make habits and change habits and habit stack. This year, I wanted to do something different and reach out to some of the people that I know who are really good at applying a lot of the things that I just talked about in kind of a broad way. So not just talking about food and nutrition and exercise, but things like how do we shift our mindset? How do we get curious about change? And I wanted to bring them into this non-diet resolution. So if you're looking for support in any of these areas, I encourage you to sign up and join us. And it's free. This is really my gift to my, my community and the people that listen to me and work with me and are just curious about how life can be different when you step out of the diet cycle. So we're going to cover a new topic every January with a different guest. There's going to be a podcast episode, a blog post, and often a freebie or resource or something that will go along with it. So I'm going to get us started in January by talking about gentle nutrition and some of the ways that you can still use meal planning as an intuitive eater to add things back in. So I get this question all the time. How can I meal plan as an intuitive eater? Or how do I start to apply some of these things without making it feel like a diet? So I've got a little workbook that outlines some of the things that you can do to start shifting your intentions with meal planning. Um, and I have a fun little gentle nutrition bingo card to kind of inspire you and get you thinking differently about each meal. So when you sign up for the non-diet resolution challenge, you'll start getting emails from me on January 1st, once a week with just kind of a little prompt about how you can use intuitive eating and gentle nutrition to meal plan to add things into your life. And not just food. I'm talking about like, how can we add more peace at the table? How can we add satisfaction? So if you're curious about how intuitive eating works, or even if you've worked with me in the past and just want a little refresher, this is going to be a great little section to it. But non-diet resolutions can be about food, but they don't have to be about food. So I also wanted to bring in a few other people. And my second guest in week two is going to be Wendy McCallum. 
Wendy has been on the podcast before talking about burnout. She's a burnout and alcohol coach. And this time she's talking about how you can start to challenge your change around alcohol. So whether you're looking to make a big change or a little change, why you change and how you change can make a big difference in whether or not you succeed in making those changes. So anybody who's doing dry January or has done it in the past, you'll find this really helpful in changing your mindset around alcohol and maybe what it's not doing for you. The third week, I'm joined by Daisy Gillespie, who is also known as Mindful Closet on Instagram. I love Daisy, and I have followed her on Instagram for a while, and I just love how she talks about clothing. And, you know, those of us in the intuitive eating and health at every size world, you know, often reiterate this idea that our clothes are meant to fit us. We're not meant to fit into our clothes, but that doesn't mean that it's easy. And getting rid of clothes that we loved when our bodies were different or getting rid of clothes that we think we want to wear can be really emotionally hard. And Daisy is going to help shift your mindset around that. And her podcast episode inspired me and I know it's going to inspire you as well. The fourth week, I'm going to be talking to Henny Flynn. Henny's a midlife coach. If you follow her on Instagram at the positive menopause, you know that she speaks passionately about the power of self-compassion and how we can stay present in this season of change and how we can just develop some of that flexibility and resiliency to kind of just lean into this season of life and not feel like it's a whirlwind or a tornado. And um, just talking to her is relaxing. So I can't wait to bring her onto the podcast um, and so that she can share her wisdom about just how to have some self-compassion as things are changing. And we'll end January in the fifth week with Jill Whalen. And Jill is well-known. She's a Newfoundlander from the East Coast of Canada. She's well-known for just how infectious and enthusiastic she is about movement and exercise and keeping women out of the diet cycle. And she wants to get you moving for all the right reasons. So make sure to listen to this one if you find that your maybe enthusiasm for movement has changed over the years and that as you move away from that diet mentality, you may find it hard to know what and how to move your body. So all of my guests, um, along with myself, just want to make sure that you feel supported in harnessing that desire for change. Because we do change, we can embrace change. We just want to make sure that we're directing our, you know, thoughts, feelings and emotions in the right direction, and that we're setting ourselves up for success instead of failure. So how do you sign up? You sign up by heading to the link in the show notes, which you can find a link to the sign up. You can also find the link of my bio on Instagram and also on my website. So sign up for this year's non-diet resolution and challenge your change. Have a great holiday, everyone. See you in the new year. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Midlife Feast. If you're looking for a little help on dieting your beliefs about food, health, and nutrition in midlife, check out my group program, Beyond the Scale, which runs January, May, and September every year. Click the link in the show notes to learn how you can find food freedom and body confidence without feeling like you've given up on yourself.